You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. This is another special episode. I'm Sarah Larby and I'm here with Alfonso Salemi and we are going to talk about our opinions. Whether you agree with them or not, just let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. But these are our opinions about what is happening currently throughout all of this chaos in Canada with an investor point of view. And let's uh, let's bring it on. So Alfonso, welcome to the show as a co-host again. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great, Sarah. I'm doing great. I love uh, I love catching up with you, tight doing these hot takes. And again, these are just our opinions, our thoughts on what's going on. And yeah, I'd love to hear what everybody's uh, was talking about. And and I wanted to say, I know we had mentioned it quickly, but I'm getting a whole bunch of people sending articles, different thoughts, different things to read, things that are going on. There's so many different angles. This is affecting literally everything, like everything, like to down to toilet paper, right? Uh, about what what's going on in the world today. And, and there was a great article that I was reading. It was put out by uh, CBC. And they have so many updates. And it was like, the interest rates are plunging. So why aren't mortgage rates? So, you know, we kind of like looked through the article and took a couple things and, and really the best hot take that I, that I heard on this. And it was through, it was, again, somebody had a Facebook link onto a video. And I think it's the, the interest rates have gone lower. And the banks are buying their money at a lower rate, right? At that 0.25, that prime rate. But they're not passing it on to our, the clients or to us to get those mortgages because now they're making a bigger spread on that money as they're deferring it, lending it out, doing all these things. So I don't really think unless the banks are all lowering their rates, I don't think that it's going to happen quickly. You know, people are talking about refinancing. Now's a great time. But yeah, I think the interest rates, it's a moot point at this point. Is you, If you're right in the middle of a refinance, okay, sure, you have to... You have to be worrying about this kind of stuff. And if you want to go and refinance, if it's worth the fees and talking to the different professionals, again, we're not the professionals, but that was the best hot take that I heard on it is that they're now they have a bigger spread. So they're not going to, you know, quickly lower their rate. Is that I mean, sense? it's like one is going to start and then the other ones are going to follow suit. But I think what happened is before they had like prime minus whatever that amount was, right? And then that's how the rates get calculated with the banks. Then they went to just prime without a minus or anything. And now they're looking at like, when they're doing rates, prime plus something, prime plus a number, depending on, on what you qualify for. But I think part of the reason for that is A, like you said, like at the end of the day, if, if they don't need to, they probably won't. They're going to follow suit. But here's the thing, 2%, 3%, like it's all cheap money at the end of the day. It's not going to make or break anything, but it also will matter. Like if you're, if you're looking at something and you're on a fixed rate, you're like, oh, it just went down like 0.5 or it just went up 0.5. It's not going to make a difference. Like regardless, it might be like a few dollars a month on your mortgage. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. I think personally for me, I because I do the birth strategy, I go variable on my rates. Um, so you'll have to weigh the pros and cons of do you want to go variable or do you want to go fixed? But at the end of the day, it's cheap money. It's going to be insignificant in the grand scheme of things. I would say look at this as a long-term play. Don't personally for me, I would advise people if they absolutely don't need to, not to defer their mortgages because I think it's going to be a lot difficult to refinance in the future, a lot difficult to acquire more property as investors. They're deferring anything and, and claiming financial hardship. So that's my reason for not doing it. There's lots of reasons for not doing it. But I would say, stop looking at the rate, guys. If, you're, if your mortgage is 300000 it's not going to make, make or break anything, whether it's 0.2 difference or not. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the a lot of the advice that, that we're giving investors, even the people that we've worked with on our projects is, you know, at this point, if we are able to cover and maybe we'll defer cash flow, right? And put that onto a, a later a date and to, to recoup that and recoup rents and, and then the payments from clients as well too. But unless we're getting zero income or zero from the client, right? We're really trying not to defer. We, we do have, a, it's funny, you do think, oh yeah, you have a couple months of, of, a, of a security in each account, probably th- somewhere between three to four months in every, in every account, right? With every client that we work with or every project. And you're like, oh, that's not too bad. But then you're like, oh man, now if you need that reserve for every single one of them, it goes really quickly. It's almost like the, the PPE or the, the protective gear, right? Like every country had a plan as a backup plan, but then they're all on their backup plans. It's like, oh my God, there's not enough for everybody. So like, that's that's the other part of well is that if you really don't have to if you can if you can float it for a while you know like you said april 1st came and went i think the numbers i've been hearing out there is probably like 80 80 percent 70 80 percent of tenants have paid most right but that's april now we're going to go through the next you know 30 days or so the month of may people not working and bringing money that savings people are at home online shopping right like the temptations are all there of money being spent quicker than saved right so yeah, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. Money is going to be spent quicker than saved. I think my concern is people that are getting the two thousand dollars and their rent is already like twenty five, twenty six hundred dollars, and like they have to buy food on top of that. So, like that to me is more of a concern than than people online shopping. I, I think you know I'm sure there's lots of people online shopping, but at the end of the day, two thousand dollars for many places is not going to get you even you know a th- like two thirds of the rent. Absolutely. And that's why, like, you know, we've had conversations. Yeah. That, that, that amount is just standard. Like that. I think it is every single, every single tenant or every single situation is going to be a little bit different because there is going to be saving some of that 2000, hopefully, you know, is going to be put towards rent and they are still being able to have some type of savings. But a lot of people, I think, again, reading so much stuff, like people, the average in Canada, people don't have three, four months worth of bills, right? Like savings mm-hmm. in their accounts, right? So, and that's the average. So that means there's a lot of people that even have less than that. So the May 1st, like when I talk about the spending, it is like, well, the LCBO is still open and food and, and you're at home and you are distracted, right? Yeah, for sure. You want to cover your bills. But like the, the part about that is if your client can't pay that 2000, you, you might have to go get a deferral. You might have to. And, and mm-hmm. I think it was Claire that was on, she, she was on the webinar with us, right? And people are saying, oh no, it's not going to affect your credit. This is a thing that I learned from the rent to own industry. Okay. From, from years back now about how our clients repair their credit. Okay. So now this isn't investors. This isn't like our standpoint, but from how tenants improve their credit is that they are responsible for what's reported. Like the Equifax and TransUnion, they just get a data dump from all the banks and all the lenders. And if the person that, if you're not responsible for your own credit score and we're actually reading through it line by line, and maybe in a year from now, when you are going to buy another property and there was a deferral in this COVID period, say, no, hold on a second. The banks told me this wasn't going to happen. They approved the deferral. This is what the situation is, the paperwork. You can go and fight that. The same way you, you go and argue, I guess, appraisals, the way that you can go and argue at the landlord-tenant board, right? Like you can go and argue that that's your own defense. The only thing is 99% of people are too lazy to actually go and do it or understand the process on how to do it, right? So that's why when people talk about rent owns that how do you improve your credit score, it's taking control of that. So I think now investors can take a lesson from that and say, okay, if you do get to that situation where you do have to defer, okay, avoid it at all costs if you can. But if you do have to defer, 
and you get to that point. Make sure it's being tracked and recorded properly. And I have emails even from other, I haven't deferred yet, but I've gotten emails from lenders saying, no, this won't impact your credit. Or yes, can you prove this? They're asking for information. Right now, they're getting the, the next day, the, the, the mortgages that are due the next day to try to fix all that. But if you have some lead time, try to understand and make those calls, right? Because it is going to impact it, everybody differently. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of like, because there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of them that are, are being requested. When the banks send that to Equifax, TransUnion, et cetera, like they may not report them 100% accurately. So I do agree that like it is our responsibility to make sure that it's tracked accurately. Separately from that, and I agree if you absolutely have to and you're going to lose your shirt, you're going to lose your house, defer if you have to defer. If you don't have to defer and you're like, ooh, free money, I probably would advise against it because it's, as an investor, you're going to have some great deals, in my opinion, coming in the next two to three months that you won't be able to buy, likely, because you've deferred. And the banks will probably, my thoughts, my opinion, not decide to loan you on another one when in the meantime, you're deferring on payments. Another great tip from Claire, right, is each bank, each lender, each institution has their own internal rating system. So if they're, each bank looks at all their individual and looks at that track record. So if you are deferring from that bank that you go to and you like to use and you get good rates and good terms, if you defer, again, they're going to have that tracked. Again, if they, how they look at it in six months from now, a year from now, three years from now, it's all going to be dependent on what the situation is, right? But again, it's probably better not to have that deferral on there at all than to have it on there. Uh, now, you know, people are also saying, you know, a deferral is better than a default. Right. So if you have a default on there, it's even it's worse than a deferral. So take a deferral. I agree. I agree that it's better to do a deferral over a default if that's your last opinion. But I will still say that I know for a fact before April 1st, before they knew certain oh. people, if their tenants were paying or not, investors went and asked for those deferrals. And I think that's going to unfortunately, that's Absol going to absolutely. hurt them. I, I agree with you. Right. And, and it has to it has to be fact. It has to be proven. Right. When we're talking about appraisals or we're buying properties, we are basing it on fact, on comparables. Sure. We always want, you know, the, the lending to come in at a little bit lower and we want appraisals to come in a little bit higher. But we all deal in reality. Right. We have that like the best. If we knock it out of the park, you know, like here's a more than likely. And then it's like, OK, here's the worst case scenario. Right. So play those out for all the different situations and properties. Right. Absolutely. So I want to do, I want to say something. Yeah. Dahlia Barsoom gave me a great tip for investors and investors that specifically have advanceable mortgages where when they pay a dollar of principal, a dollar of HELOC automatically opens. There's a lot of the time when you look at your statement, it'll say how much money you actually have accessible to you. And it could be thousands of dollars. So all you got to do is call the bank, have them release it because it's you don't have to qualify for it. You don't have to get a refinance for it. They're on advanceable mortgages. So Scotia has one that's called Step, which all of my Scotias are with. RBC has one as well, and they're, they're all called different things, but essentially they're advanceable mortgages. But you could actually have your mortgage payments, say like you have like $20,000 because you didn't know about it. And now all of a sudden you call them, they give it to you. you just, it's literally a phone call. And you can now take that money and you can say, okay, if my, just for simplicity, if my mortgage payment is $2,000, you are going to take that twenty grand and, and unlock it essentially. And then you're going to pay your mortgage. And because you're already paying half of that in principle, a lot of it goes back up into your line of credit. So it's like the revolving. So you're actually not paying as much. It's a really, wow. really cool concept. I know it's like a little bit out there, but this is exactly why I suggest people do Scotia Advanceable or RBC Advanceable mortgages, because now you have that ability to reuse that line 
And as you're paying, you're using the line to pay off your mortgage, the principal portion goes back into the line of credit anyways. That's so it's like pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. And, and see like that, that's invaluable, Sarah. That's amazing. Like I'm, I think I have a couple lines of, 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 of at least one advanceable and I'm like, Hey, why not? Why not access that? Why not have that ticket? It doesn't cost you anything to do it. Amazing. Amazing. And again, just another reason why we're going to continue to do these little chats together, Sarah, thank you so much for, for spending the morning and hanging out and talking. And we're going through this just as, as business partners, as, as, as housing providers, as, as people that have mortgages, just like everybody else in our Right Club community. We want to hear what's going on out there. We want to hear your story. Maybe something that you found out from one of your banks, your lenders, a colleague somewhere out in the industry um, was good advice. Let's share that. Let's pass it on to our community so that somebody else can use that and somebody else can be a broad positive thing because we will get through this. This is, you know, this is a bump. We want everybody to stay healthy and, and be healthy and, and get through all the, the, the difficult times. But we, we do got to think about what's coming on the upside and, and be preparing for this. And us helping together and being there for one another is just going to help even more. So I can't thank you enough, Sarah, for, uh, for joining me and, uh, and for doing these. I, I look forward to them all the time. Awesome. Thanks, Alfonso. Right Club Nation, thanks for tuning in. And uh, thanks for coming and growing with us. And uh, don't forget... Every Wednesday, 7 p.m., we have webinars now. So tune into those, therightclub.com. You can register. They're all free. And uh, they have some amazing content and amazing speakers and experts that we bring on to talk about what is currently happening. So don't miss those Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a quick moment here. It is Sarah Larby, and I'm here with Laurel Simmons, and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails, and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online, coast to coast, accessible at any time of day. And you can be in your pajamas like I am right now, and you can access our great contents. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along. And we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely. This is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us. Join our online community, register, and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah, and all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register, it's free, and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.